Welcome to BSD Talk, number 89. It's Friday, December 29, 2006. I just have an interview for you today, so we'll go right to it. Today on BSD Talk, we're speaking with Jeff Rizzo. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks. And could you start by telling us who you are and what you do? Uh, my name's Jeff Rizzo. I'm a, a developer with the NetBSD project, and I'm the release engineer in charge of getting NetBSD 4.0 out the door. Okay, and that release of 4.0 was the main reason I wanted to speak to you today. Could you describe what's coming up for NetBSD 4.0? We've got a lot of uh, a, a lot of fairly good stuff. There's, of course, the usual slew of bug fixes. There's there's some new features, some of my favorites being tempfs and the port of carp from OpenBSD. We've removed some stuff. Sunmail is no longer shipped with NetBSD. UUCP is no longer shipped. And in the process of moving our default compiler to GCC4, GCC3 is also gone. There's also a bunch of other things. Are all I don't mean to downplay the importance of any particular piece. Uh, we've got GDB6 in there. One of uh, another one of my personal favorites that actually just barely didn't make it into NetBSD3 was the uh, AGR device, which is uh, 802.3 AD Ethernet link aggregation, similar to like Cisco's Ether channel. There's an iSCSI target. Uh, we've got multi-boot support, time counter support. We've ported a bunch of stuff from other from other BSDs and operating systems, including, as I mentioned, CARP. And the NDIS stuff came in from, from FreeBSD. We brought in GPIO and OneWire device support from OpenBSD. Another thing I should probably mention is that we now have Zen 3 support as uh, Domain 0. So that's, that's actually pretty exciting. That's one of the things that, that I, I personally use as well. Do you have any new hardware ports coming out? There are a number of new platforms supported under the uh, under the, the the ARM port, the EVB ARM. I don't I don't have the the particular models here in front of me. There's also a couple for for MIPS, and uh, at least one SH SH3 port, uh, I believe, for the for the LAN disk device. Most of the new support is in the you know is, is in what might be considered the embedded arena, like the the NSLU2 ARM port. That sort of thing. Those are those are the only ones that I that I uh, that I noticed when I was I was reviewing notes this morning. And what makes a release a major version update as opposed to just an extension of the three series? Well, that's related to the way the way that we handle handle releases. Basically, we have we we have a development trunk where all of the the operating system development happens. That is. When developers make changes, add features, or whatever, it's always committed on the CVS trunk, and that's constantly, constantly moving forward. And then periodically, we, uh, we, we branch the trunk and say, okay, we're declaring this to be a branch point, and this, is going to, this branch is going to lead to a major release. And then as things get fixed, we pull up we, we, what we call pull-up fixes from the trunk 
to the, the release branch. And once we're satisfied with the, the quality of, of what's, what's in there and we decide that it's, that it's ready for release, it goes out. And other releases that happen along that branch, the minor releases such as NetBSG 3.1, which just recently came out, are when we pull up sometimes new device support and sometimes uh, uh, more, more often bug fixes. But the, the, main, the main difference being that we don't do any major code rototills. You know, like we probably wouldn't, you know, we probably wouldn't do something like major changes to the virtual memory subsystem or something like that. Those changes are usually go into the development trunk shortly after we branch for a release. So it's there isn't a hard and fast rule. It's more just a a, a methodology for how we how we decide which fixes to apply and which ones which ones not to. And recently, the release process for 4.0 was pushed out a little bit. Could you describe the reasons behind that? Well, we originally we originally branched for 4.0 back in August because we were uh, we're one of the one of the goals with NetBSD of late is really to be to to increase the frequency of of our major releases. And since we released 3.0 in December of last year, we were we were hoping to be able to slightly beat that mark with 4.0 this year. So we, we branched in August. And then about, oh, if I remember correctly, about three or four weeks after we branched, while we were in the, in the, the beta process, one of our, one of our developers, Elad Efrat, organized a, an IRC hackathon to, you know, to really bring a lot of users into the process and, and get, uh, really concentrate on fixing, fixing a lot of bugs and closing open problem reports. And it was tremendously successful. I don't have the numbers here in front of me, but I believe something on the order of about, uh, of about 300 problem reports were closed over the course of a weekend. And then he did it again about a month later. We, we didn't get quite, the, quite the, the same numbers, but we got at least as much enthusiasm the second time around. So the release engineering team, we looked at this and said, okay, we really want to get all these great fixes into 4.0 because it would be, it would be really silly to, to release an operating system without all this stuff, but it was going to be a tremendous amount of work to get those fixes into the release. So what we decided at that point we were going to do is we're just going to declare, okay, we're going to, you know, we're going to abandon the branch that we already did. We're going to create a new branch for 4.0 and just declare that, you know, that everyth everything that happened between the point of the initial branch in August and the, the rebranch, which happened in early December, was just going to make it into, into 4.0. And so we did that, as I said earlier this month, and since then we, we've been bringing in, in some fixes and we're in the, the, the beta phase at this point, and now we're hoping to release probably sometime in March. I'm hoping early in March, but realistically it might be probably in the middle or so. And how can people get involved with the beta testing and helping with the bug fixes? Well, the easiest way to do it is to, uh, is to, download, a, to download a snapshot of the, the, the NetBSD 4 beta, what we're calling beta 2 branch now, uh, which is which is available on ftp.netbsd.org in the NetBSD Daily section. There's information at the, at the, the front of the website where, where this stuff can be found. But basically, our, our auto-build system goes through, and we, we're, it's constantly building the various supported branches of NetBSD and the, and the trunk, depending on the, the particular state of the, the cluster at any, at any point. It takes about a day to get to get a full release of all of the supported platforms for NetBSD for a given architecture 
So when things are running smoothly, and unfortunately they haven't been running entirely smoothly lately due to a few hardware failures and some other things that I won't go into right now, but um, in an ideal situation, we'll get uh, one or two new builds of a particular branch, in this case NetBSD4, in a given week. So that that's a great place to start is to install that and then just you know see, especially if you've got prior experience with NetBSD, if someone wanted you were to see okay what's what's working better what's you know what's maybe not working as well is the install process smooth um, and we you know we we do aim to to take the feedback of of users and incorporate it incorporate it into the system. One of the things that we do fall down on occasionally is that is that problem reports tend to get either acted on immediately or they tend to languish for for weeks and that that's just Partly the nature of a of a volunteer project, but uh, you know, you either either somebody happens to you know happens to see something come across right away, or they don't notice it. So if somebody were to submit a problem report and didn't get any response on it, usually some some gentle, polite prodding in one of the mailing mailing lists will will help uh, help speed that along a little bit. And NetBSD supports a lot of architectures. When you're building all these dailies, are these being built natively on each platform, or do you, are you doing a lot of cross compiles? Well, since we we have a an excellent an excellent cross build system, we we do cross compile for the for the daily builds. We have a cluster of uh, five machines at the moment. Well, actually, what you might consider five and a half machines, because there's one there's one machine that is used for some package source builds, but it spends some of its time, especially around release, building the main operating system as well. But Basically, we have, we have a mixture of boxes which are either running the i386 or the AMD64 port, and they just build. You know, they, they're they're constantly building. The, the the master will will dole out a particular a particular job, and then um, you know it, have it have it built on any one of the um, any one of the other machines in the cluster, and then at the end we do a compare phase so that we're not storing storing duplicate binaries because. Things like the the manual pages and whatever that are that are the same among all the architectures. We only want to have disk storage on our FTP server for for one of them. Um, so there's a there's a compare phase there. But yes, it's all it's all cross built at this point. And so we depend on the the individual port masters to take responsibility for for their ports and testing, verifying that that no uh, no new bugs have have shown up and. As you might expect, with a you know, with with as many different supported platforms as we have, some of them are better supported than others, and that's just that's just the way it is. And when you do finally release 4.0, is it a simultaneous release across all of your different ports? Yes. The way we you know the way we tag the source tree, it's it's much easier to just say, okay, here you know to to draw a line in the sand, so to speak, and say this this is it across across all the architectures. Uh, we have occasionally. Shortly after a release, found problems with uh, with some of our other minor ports, which we will then uh, which we will then fix in one of the one of the minor releases or or teeny releases that we've been uh, that we've been doing over the last couple of years. But by and large, we just you know it's a uh, every, everything that's supported is there. We will probably be moving to to we've we've already done it to a, a certain degree but we will probably be moving to some officially uh, official tiered system of of ports we're not planning on retiring any but uh, but certainly some of the uh, you know the, the newer hardware gets a lot more attention than some of the some of the older stuff which is not to say that a lot of the older 
you know, a lot, a lot of the older hardware is very um, is supported by a lot of our most active developers. So it really depends on what the particular what the particular hardware is. And how long do you support prior versions of NetBSD with bug fixes and security patches? The the goal that we've been striving for is we support the last major release. So during during the process leading up to the release of 4.0, we're still supporting NetBSD 2 and NetBSD 3. Providing security fixes on all the all the various sub branches of each of each of those, um, and then after, sometime shortly after NetBSD four is released, we will be retiring the NetBSD two branch. Similar to after we uh, after we released three point zero, we retired one point six. And it's not a, it's not a specific time frame, but it usually works out to be somewhere around two and a half to three years. And how did you personally become involved in NetBSD and the BSDs in general? Well, I've been a user uh, since the days of NetBSD 0.9. I was looking for something to run on my Amiga back in uh, back in 1994, and the the options at the time were, uh, I believe, there was there was a port of Linux which I didn't know what it was, and I didn't I, I didn't want to have anything to do with it, or you know, or BSD, which was the Unix that I'd, I'd used at uh, at school and. Uh, was very interested in, so I, I gave it a shot, and the install went incredibly smoothly. It worked really well. I, I can still sort of remember the, uh, uh, the the tingle of excitement I got in seeing the kernel messages flying by on uh, uh, on the Amiga screen. But since then, you know, I've installed it on most of the major CPU platforms that uh, that NetBSD supports at one time or another. You know, I, I I tend to be mostly I, I tend to personally run mostly x86 and you know and a few Mac PPC boxes at this point, but uh, but I've used I've used many of them. And are you using it just at home or also in your day job? I I do use it to a certain extent in uh, in my day job. We tend to use it on uh, on on servers, particularly firewalls and and that sort of thing. I've used it at most of the jobs I've held in in one form or another that I've held over the last uh, over the last what 13 years. Well, are there any other topics that you wanted to talk about today? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Well, thank you very much for speaking with me today. Okay, well, thank you for the opportunity. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com, or if you'd like to send me an email. You can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. That's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 89.